When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When I think of Christmas stories, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol is one of the first that comes to mind. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, the story is more so about the spirit of giving and forgiveness. Being wary of how we treat others around us, and knowing that it's never too late to change our ways, no matter how stubborn we are. The story begins on Christmas Eve in the cold streets of London. Down one particularly dreary road, we come to the office of Scrooge and Marley, where Ebenezer Scrooge sits at his desk going over his accounts and counting his money, perhaps his favourite pastime. Opposite him sits his clerk, Bob Cratchit, who is struggling to stop himself from shivering. Forgive me for asking again, sir, but why don't you just buy some coal for the furnace so we don't have to freeze? Ha! And waste good money burning coal! Why don't I just throw my money straight into the furnace? Man up and put on another layer! Ebenezer Scrooge was not one to part with his money, nor did he share in the Christmas spirit. Ever since his business partner Marley had passed away seven years ago, you'd be hard-pressed to call anyone his friend. Shortly after, they are visited by Scrooge's nephew Fred, who invites him to his annual Christmas party, and as is custom, his uncle tells him he's not interested. No, just like I told you last time, Christmas parties are a waste of money. As Fred continues trying to persuade his uncle, in walk two men collecting for charity. Evening, gentlemen. Anyone spare a penny for the poor and homeless? No, not one. Now if you don't mind, we are very busy. I can see that, sir. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Ugh, humbug! Scrooge replied with his usual bitterness and disdain. As it grew late, Scrooge finally decided it was time to call it a night, but little did he know his night was only just beginning. When Scrooge lay in his bed, he heard the rattling of chains and the sound of something heavy scraping against the floor. Who's there? He called out, but no one answered. As he sat up from his bed, before him was the spirit of his ex-business partner. Marley? Is, is that you? How can this be? I'm afraid so, old friend. As you can see, I am forced to wander for eternity. 
held down by these chains and my misdeeds. It's been seven years. Why do you visit me now? Because I fear you are destined to suffer a similar fate as myself. Our greed and obsession for wealth has destroyed the lives of countless individuals, but we were too blind to see. Tonight you will be visited by three spirits. They will show you the error of your ways. I hope only you realise it is not too late to make amends. I must go now. Goodbye, old friend. Scrooge lay in his bed in a state of disbelief. Eventually he dozed off waiting for the spirits Marley had mentioned. All of a sudden a bright light flashed through the room and Scrooge stood up on his bed. A woman dressed in white stood before him. Did, did, did Marley send you? Scrooge stuttered. No, Ebenezer, I am the ghost of Christmas past. Come with me and let us see how you ended up down this path. She took Scrooge's hand and within a flash they were in his old boarding school. The common room was full of children playing and having fun, but Scrooge notices a younger version of himself in the corner alone reading. He recounts the only person he truly called friend was his sister Fan. When she died, the part of him that valued friendship also died. They are now at a party hosted by Scrooge's first boss, Mr. Feswig. This man gave Scrooge his first real opportunity in life, and he speaks of Mr. Feswig as a father figure to him. The next memory they relive is the moment Scrooge's ex-fiancée Belle ends their relationship. He acknowledges this was his fault as he often neglected her, caring more for his money. Finally, the spirit takes him to Belle's house, the same Christmas Marley had passed away. He looks through the window and sees Belle and her family around a Christmas dinner, as happy as can be. Scrooge is left distraught at the realisation of what he could have had. Enough! I demand to leave this place. I'm done with these games. And so the spirit returned him to his bedchamber. The next time Scrooge woke, it was to a thundering roar. Come on, Ebenezer, get up. We have places to go and people to see. Before Scrooge stood a giant man dressed in a green fur robe. I do not care to be mocked by my past anymore. Leave me alone. Well, it's a good thing I am the ghost of Christmas present. Now get up so we can see how your actions affect those around you now. Scrooge took the giant's hand and they flew through the streets of London. They end up in the house of his clerk, Bob Cratchit, as they enjoy a Christmas feast. This can't be all they're having. There must be more in the kitchen. This is all Bob can afford with the salary you pay him. What of Bob's youngest son? Where is he? The spirit takes Ebenezer into a room where Tiny Tim lays in bed sick. The boy is sick. Why does Bob not buy him medicine? Because with what you pay him, he cannot afford medicine. And if he does not buy medicine, will the boy... If the course of events do not change, then this will be his last Christmas. Scrooge witnesses Bob pick up Tiny Tim and carry him to the dinner table. Despite their situation, the family enjoy their meal and smiles echo throughout the room, none bigger than Tiny Tim's. How can they be so happy when they have so little? Because there is more to this world than money. Scrooge says nothing in response, 
He can only look down as he's overcome by the feeling of guilt and shame. The spirit takes him through the town where the celebrations continue. Eventually, he lifts his robe to reveal two hideous children. What is the meaning of this? These are your children. Ignorance and want. They look sickly. What has happened to them? Of course, for these you show concern. I have shown you all there is to see. Scrooge returned to his bedchamber once again. This time Scrooge is woken by an icy chill. His windows are closed, but his room is freezing. Before him stands the last spirit, a hooded figure dressed in black. Are you the third spirit, or the ghost of death itself? Scrooge inquires, but receives no reply. If I've seen my past and present, then you must be the ghosts of Christmas yet to come. Again, he receives no reply, but the spirit reaches out, encouraging Scrooge to take its hand. As Scrooge reaches out, they appear on a street next to two businessmen who discuss the death of a mysterious individual. You know people only attended the funeral because lunch was provided. Yeah? I heard the undertaker and his staff stole all of his possessions before they buried the body. Serves the old miser right. Next to them stood an old couple who heard the man who had died was in fact their creditor. The two rejoice and even celebrate his passing. Anxious to know the man's name, Scrooge begs the spirit to tell him, but he remains silent. The spirit takes him to a cemetery, where he sees Bob Cratchit and his family mourning the loss of Tiny Tim. As Scrooge begins to cry, he turns to a tombstone that no one has visited. When he kneels down, he sees the name Ebenezer Scrooge. Please spirit, I do not want to die a lonely miserable man. I see the error in my ways. Change my fate and I promise I will help those in need. The spirit shook its head and pointed to Bob Cratchit and his family. When Ebenezer turned to face them, he was back in his bed. Ebenezer Scrooge woke on Christmas morning a changed man. He jumped from his bed and ordered for an enormous turkey to be sent to Bob Cratchit. He found the charity collectors from earlier and made a sizable donation. He even attended his nephew Fred's party, and before the night was done, he paid Bob and his family a visit. He agreed that Bob deserved a pay rise, and that he should work less hours so he could spend more with his family. He would also pay for Tiny Tim's medicine and provide gifts for all the children. From that day on, Ebenezer Scrooge would treat everyone with kindness, generosity, and compassion. He would embody the spirit of Christmas every year. As always, I've been your host, Mythology and Fiction Explained, wishing you all a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. <laughs>